0: Chapter 1 Road to Nowhere The journey is a long slog with an unpredictable number of mileposts. One can make the trip alone, but why not share it? As I traversed familiar mile markers and pulled up in front of my father's house, I could predict where I'd find him in his recliner his belly a shelf for a vat of popcorn. At 80, he whiled away days, feeding his face and shouting at the television. Whenever his throne was vacant, I eschewed all temptation to occupy it, because I imagined how many times he farted into the velvet upholstery, sometimes while naked. I could hear the television when I stepped from the car. Why am I doing this again? I whispered as I slipped through the back door. Andra! There he was, sprawled in his recliner. A jagged scar played peekaboo through his open pajama top. What are you doing here? I opened my mouth and clamped it shut. Once I uttered my request, I couldn't take it back. I needed a wingman while I walked the 444-mile Natchez Trace from Natchez, Mississippi to Nashville, Tennessee. I planned to launch my debut novel and become the first living person to walk the 10,000-year-old road as our ancestors did. Nobody could convince me that an unathletic woman and her midlife paunch were incapable of walking more than a half marathon every day for a month, even though my aversion to exercise was as spectacular Spectacular as my father's. I wanted my walk to redeem my novel's hero, American explorer Meriwether Lewis, one half of the Lewis and Clark duo. He died of two gunshot wounds on the Natchez Trace, 70 miles south of Nashville. He was only 35. Was it suicide or murder? His death is one of America's great unsolved mysteries. To walk a forgotten highway for five weeks. I needed a wingman who could shuttle me to my first daily milepost and pick me up 15 miles later. Someone who wasn't busy. Someone available. Maybe this person even craved an adventure. I scrolled through a list of prospects. My husband Michael couldn't be absent from work for five weeks, especially since his job paid for my predilection to write. My friends all had children, husbands, gainful employment. I discarded people for an hour, my list a scribbled mess that highlighted one harrowing name. Dad. My father wasn't doing anything. He was available to go on a five-week jaunt through Mississippi, Alabama, and Tennessee. His stomach pulled over his thighs and his triple chin jiggled as he leaned into his response. Go on a five-week trip? Just you and me? I don't want to do that, Andra. Why not? I shouted even louder to penetrate his VA-issued circa 1980 hearing aids. Well, he chewed a handful of popcorn. Because I I got furniture to refinish. It'll be here when you get back. Dad dug his fingernails into the arms of his chair. I can't be away from my Sunday school class for that long. God won't care if you miss church to spend time with your only daughter, Dad. Well, uh, uh, Linda might need me here. Mom preened into the room with his bowl of ice cream. I never understood why she didn't just hand him the carton. She placed the spoon between his fingers and smiled. I don't need you here, Roy. Her flawless makeup matched her leotard. I'm going to the gym. Be home in four hours. She flounced out the door, leaving me with my jiggly arms and red hair I forgot to brush. I sighed and turned back to Dad. Why don't you want to do this, Dad? I mean, you haven't been anywhere since your appendix ruptured two years ago. You're just sitting here in this recliner, waiting to die.